Welcome, welcome back to Jesus in My 20s podcast. I am so honored to host this podcast. What a joy, what an honor, what a privilege that I get to speak to you about what God is teaching me these days and to share with you what God is doing. And as I'm learning, I'm also growing and it's such a beautiful thing that God does with us that he transforms us as he's transforming other people as well. So glory and honor goes back to him. He is such a good guy. My name is Pacific Mugawo. I am your host on Jesus in My 20s podcast, and we are on episode 11. Episode 11 is Life in the Holy Spirit. I have been in the presence of the Lord for most of my day today, and I'm telling you, when scripture says that deep calls on to deep, it is so true. God is so deep. Like, it, it just keeps getting better and better and better. I can't get enough. I am so thirsty for more, to know more, because I know there is more. So I charge you, I encourage you to spend, you know, consider, consider spending time in the presence of the Lord. Allow him to teach you. He has so much to say to you. Just be patient, listen to him, set aside, set aside some time for him to speak to you. So... In this episode, I want us to go into what it means to have life in the Holy Spirit. And this is such an episode that's going to be transformative to so many hearts because you're going to begin to realize that the Holy Spirit is not an option. He is not something that some possess and some don't have and something that you can live without. The Holy Spirit is life in itself. And having Him means that you are alive. Having mean, having Him means that you will move through life the way God wants you to move through life. Having him means that you are guaranteed eternal life. He is the seal that goes on to you. So pay attention, learn with me and enjoy this ride. Um, I want to go back actually to the uh, one of the verses that I shared previously in the previous episode. In Genesis chapter 2 verse 7, it says, And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living soul. And the reason why I want to go back to this is because as I was meditating this morning, God highlighted this verse again, and I was like, Oh Lord, I missed, I missed the main point of this verse. So when you read this verse, verse you're going to begin to see the different parts of man so it says that there is dust of the ground which is our body this is the exterior this is the physical part of us that we can see and then we see soul so this is the invisible part of us this soul cannot it's not visible it can be you know conceived by our minds but we know we have a soul because you have emotions you have you know feelings you have all these things that are intangible but yet are part of you You have a personality you know some people are loud some others are quiet and this is all you know, living in your soul. Then it says that God breathed into the nostrils of this man, the breath of life. And after he breathed into this man, the breath of life, the man became a living soul. And this is what God highlighted to me today, that this breath of life is his spirit in you. So man is formed of body, spirit, and soul. And when God breathed into the man, his spirit, the man became a living soul. I missed it last time, but if you see the ending, it says man became a living soul from the breath of life that God had breathed into him. Without this breath of life, you will not be a living soul. 
and this is something that is so true if you think about it you know some people who are living physically but then they're dead in their soul I was one of them. I can give my testimony hundreds of times. I've seen it. I've observed it in other people's life. They are living physically. They may have the most amount of money that you can imagine, cars, big houses, mansions. They have everything, but their soul is dead. They are not okay. And that's why sometimes you hear of people who are so rich but yet commit suicide your soul unless it's living in god it has no life that is that is the principle and that is true you will begin to see that those who are in god their souls are being revived those who are not in god their souls cannot be revived so this is not a matter of discussion or anything unless you are in god you're not a living soul if you're in god you are living and you have life in you and I began to think, like, why is it that this breath of life is what Jesus breathed into his disciples in John chapter 20, verse 22? He went on to his disciples after he had, you know, died and resurrected. He said, he breathed into them and he said, receive the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit was being likened to a breath of life that we see in Genesis 2-7 in Adam. And then we see it in the disciples when Jesus resurrected. He said, receive the Holy Spirit. And he breathed onto them, you know. And for me, when I saw he, he uh, sorry, he breathed onto them and he said receive the holy spirit when i was you know picturing this thing happening i was like okay when adam and eve committed rebellion against god they lost this breath of life they were living they they lived i think 900 years and then they died a physical death but they had suffered a, a, a death to their soul because of this separation from the lord then jesus christ comes to reconcile us to bring us back to the lord and he dies and and he resurrects and then he breathes on his disciples the breath of life and he says receive the holy spirit so the holy spirit in this instance is being likened to a breath of life and I began to ask myself, why is it being, con con you know, compared to breath? And I began to see that the Holy Spirit is invisible to our physical eye, as breath is invisible to our physical eye. But it's real. You know, you breathe in and out. You can't see it, but you know it's real. So the Holy Spirit is real. You can't see him with your physical eye, but he is real, my dear friend. He is so real. And with your breath, when you breathe in, you breathe in oxygen, and it goes goes into your lungs and you know it, it, oxygen is being carried by blood everywhere and when you think about it if holy spirit is being likened to the breath of life he is in you holy spirit is the breath that is in you giving you life everywhere and you know our bodies are pretty you know sealed it's not possible for things from the outside to go into us unless it's like maybe water sometimes water goes into your nose and it bothers you but breath goes into you it's inside of you so holy spirit is inseparable from you he's inside of you as jesus told us that he will be inside of us it's real we can attest to it as real as the breath is inside of us holy spirit is also inside of us and actually there is an example in ezekiel chapter 36 that i want to quickly mention where um god tells the prophet ezekiel that go and you know speak to these dead bones there were bones that were dead and he said 
speak to them god gives him the words to speak and as he's speaking flesh begins to form on these bones and he sees muscles being formed on these bones and then in the end the lord tells him speak to speak to them for the breath of life to enter them and the breath enters them and ezekiel says that they stood up like a vast army but even before the breath of life was entered into them they said that the, the bones began to rattle there was noise in the bones so they were moving they had you know they were moving but then when he spoke and there was breath entering them they stood up as a vast army and this situation was basically picturing the spiritual situation in israel they were dead in their sins they were dead in their transgressions but the breath of life the spirit of the living god came into them and they became a vast army and this is exactly what happens to us as well we are spiritually dead our souls are dead but we don't know it because you know we're living in the flesh we think we're enjoying but our internal state is not living at all unless the spirit of the living god is in you you have no life so when that happens god has to breathe into you the breath of life for you to to go back to living and i can tell you life in god is so different from life without god i know firsthand i've experienced it i've heard testimonies on testimonies on testimonies of people who have spoken about you know when they have the breath of life the spirit of the living god inside of them and when they don't and it's a drastic change and i want to encourage you right now it is possible for you to start living in god in john chapter 1 verse 12 to 13 it says but to all who did receive him meaning who received jesus christ to those who believed in his name he gave the right to become children of god so if you hadn't received him if you hadn't believed in his name you were not a child of god you could not claim this right and it says these children were not born out of passion between two people were not born out of the desire or will of man they are also not born of blood you know they are not physical children these children are born of the spirit of god these are children who are not born by any physical means like how all of us ended here on earth it was all physical but these are children who were born through the spirit of the living god and they became children of god so it is possible for you to start living to start being a child of god if you receive jesus christ if you believe in his name he gives you the right to become a child of god to become a descendant of the living god and let me tell you every single one of us needs to be a child of god need to be connected to him through his holy spirit and in 1 Corinthians chapter 6 verse 19 it says do you not know that your bodies are the temples of the holy spirit who is in you whom you have received from god you are not your own you were bought at a price therefore honor god with your bodies so the minute you receive jesus christ the minute you believe in his name the holy spirit comes and makes your 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 body his residence he makes he he makes that this body his home so you know here apostle paul is telling you you are the temple because it's a holy spirit he has to live in a temple and you are the physical form to the holy spirit and that's why your body is so essential to living 
right you have to make sure that you are honoring god with your bodies because remember he is in you as breath enters you and you breathe in this is how the holy spirit entered you he he has taken residence in you and you will know as you begin to you know to see changes in your life you don't understand like all of a sudden you stopped cursing all of a sudden you stopped these bad habits that you were doing people are marveling people are like how come that person i did not expect them to change you know this is what happened to apostle paul he was a murderer and then he got transformed and he beca- he became one of the people that preached the gospel with such zeal and you know spoke about love that verse that we talk about in first corinthians chapter 13 about love guess who wrote it apostle paul under the inspiration of the holy spirit that's what the holy spirit does he makes you truly a temple of the living god that people will look at you and say how do you do it how do you live life like this and the answer is the holy spirit and i'm gonna just give you characteristics of people who live life as you know live life in the holy spirit in galatians chapter 5 verse 22 to 23 it says but the fruit of the spirit is love joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things, there is no law. You know, when you know you see scripture, and one of the verses in the Bible says that you will know them by their fruit. When I was still maturing, I'm still maturing in the faith, but when I was still, you know, at the beginning of my journey, I used to think that those who were spiritual were the ones that were manifesting the gift of the Holy Spirit, speaking in tongues, prophesying, doing all these things. But God says, you know those who belong to me by the fruit that they bear. And God began to give me such a deep revelation of this scripture. You know, in the Bible, it says that fruit, that trees produce fruit after their own kind, meaning an apple tree, will, an apple tree will produce apples, an orange tree will produce oranges. It goes like that. You can't see an apple tree producing an orange, an orange, for example. So when it says, but the fruit of the spirit is, that means the spirit is the tree that's producing this fruit. You and the spirit have become one and the, and the spirit is producing in you who he is. So the Holy Spirit is love. He is joy. He is peace. He is forbearance. He is kindness. He is goodness. He is faithfulness. He is gentleness and his self-control. And as you yield to him, you will begin to produce these things out of you you will begin to see these things i can testify oh my goodness in my own in my own life i didn't even know what love was to begin with but holy spirit taught me to love and to be loved he taught me joy i have not spent one day without joy it's been a constant feeling he taught me peace and with this fruit of the holy spirit it's not something that goes away it's something that it will last for eternity it will be with you forever and as you begin to analyze yourself against these characteristics of the Holy Spirit, ask him to help you. Ask him to help you to begin to manifest these things. It is so possible. It's so possible, I'm telling you, to produce these things because the Holy Spirit is in you. He will produce them as you allow him, as you yield to him. And 
this um, last part that says against such thing there is no law I never understood what it meant until the Holy Spirit began to teach me so it means that if you are producing love if you're producing joy if you're producing peace if you're producing forbearance kindness goodness faithful gentleness and self-control there is no law against you because these things will ensure that you live life righteously there is you don't need the law you will not need the law for somebody who's loving you don't need the law for somebody who has joy you don't need the law for somebody who has peace law is for those who are sinning because it points out the sins and you know condemns them but when you are in the holy spirit you don't even need the law because automatically these things guarantee that you live righteously and in Galatians chapter 6 verse 8 it says whoever sows to please their flesh from the flesh will reap destruction whoever sows to please the spirit from the spirit will reap eternal life so my dear brothers and sisters we all have a choice to make we have a choice to make between do we please this external part of us or do we please the spiritual part of us and a friend of mine actually put this into perspective she said to me one day like if you want to please your flesh you know what to do you can go out you can buy clothes you can go buy some good food some people choose to go to the club to you know to enjoy their lives they can smoke weed to relax they can do all these things all in the flesh there is nothing spiritual about this they're trying to please their flesh and this scripture is telling you when you sow when you're planting things to go and please your flesh guess what you get in return destruction and it's so true you can't tell me that this is not true even if you're not a believer if you see someone who has invested in pleasing their outer body they will not end well they will end in destruction because these things will bring lust onto you these things will bring pride these things will just attract things that are not of god you know in your life it is very true these things will make you spend money you will go bankrupt trying to look the best that you want to look or this or spend money in the club there is always destruction awaiting on the other side but if you're the type of person that says i am going to make a decision to please the holy spirit to do what he asks me to do to act according to the word of god you are reaping eternal life i can stand here today with a hundred percent certainty to say that if i die today i'm going to heaven because in my life i have not right now you know these days that today when i'm saved you know i'm not talking about the the past but today when i'm saved i am not working to please my outer body because this flesh will go to death but i'm working to please the spirit i'm working to obey i'm working to do what he asks me to do and this is a choice that i want to leave into your hands as we come to the ending of this podcast of this episode what are you gonna choose are you gonna choose to please your flesh or are you gonna choose to to please the spirit in both choices you have consequences one is destruction and one is eternal life and this is something that i recently discovered that when you live life in the holy spirit the goal is to be like christ the goal is to live a life that is sinless 
blameless and that is pleasing to God. And this is possible a hundred percent. You know, some people may argue and say that it's not possible to live a life that is sinless. Yes, it is. Jesus Christ lived a life that is sinless. And we are here as his ambassadors. We are here as his representatives. And what is impossible to people who do not believe doesn't mean that it's pos- it's impossible to us because we have the Holy Spirit living in us. And his duty is to make you like Christ, is to make every believer like Christ. So today, just yield, just listen to him and he will transform your life. In Romans chapter 8, verse 29, it says, For whom God foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son, that he might be the first, the firstborn among many brethren. I believe that this scripture carries so much and so much revelation and deep knowledge that God predestined us. God wants us to be conformed to the image of Jesus Christ, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. How can he be the firstborn if he's the only one who's sinless, if he's the only one who's blameless, if he's, if he's the only one that's ever pleased God? How can he be the firstborn among many? This scripture is telling us that the goal is for all of us to be like him so that he will be our firstborn and we will be many brethren in the same family of God. So I want to encourage you today. One of the fruit of the Holy Spirit is self-control. He will give you self-control against sin. I can't tell you how many sins I've been able to let go of because the Holy Spirit is empowering me. I've tried to do it on my own before I knew that I just needed to yield. You know, I've tried to discipline myself, do this and do this and this. And guess what? I always slipped. But the moment I yielded and I trusted and I believed in Jesus Christ, he helped me. Now I've... I've lost taste of sin. I've lost taste of things that used to be enjoyable to my flesh because I am reaping, I am sowing to please the the spirit so that I can reap eternal life. And we do not do it according to our own, you know, energy, according to our own understanding, according to our own wisdom. We do it according to the Holy Spirit. And it's so simple, yield yield listen and obey and he will help you as he's helped so many people in the faith you are no exception your sin is not too big for him he has broken addictions so rest assured that your sin he can deal with it just yield and come with a broken spirit before him and ask him for help he will save you May God bless you so, so much for joining this episode. I believe that this is going to be life unto many. And I pray that you have a strong desire to live life in the Holy Spirit so that you can reap eternal life. May God bless you so, so much. Please join me back next Wednesday as we begin to look at what it means to live life in the flesh. Because scripture tells us that there is life in the flesh and there is life in the spirit. And I pray that you just continue to be encouraged to grow deeper and deeper in the knowledge of the one who saved us and gave us life eternally. May God bless you so much. This is Jesus in my 20s podcast with your host, Pacific Mugawo. Mm-hmm.